Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Not Your Average Sports Podcast. Again, this is Zach. And last time we left off uh, with the NCAA coming into the modern era and, uh, you know, what that meant for them as far as uh, TV contracts and generating um, the massive uh, revenue that they do. And so with that, uh, you know, I wanted to look in what could these member institutions do to pay college athletes? You know, they're bringing in the NCAA generates revenue of a billion dollars a year. Um, you know, surely they should be able to do uh, something. Um, but they don't. And, uh, um, like I said in the very beginning, the very first episode, you know, I don't think that the, the NCAA is some evil empire trying to hold people down and withhold money from them. Uh, there, I think there's some really um, valid reasons uh, that the member institutions um, can't pay athletes. And um, I do want to shout out uh, to Jane McManus, ESPN source for some of this, um, and that'll be in the show notes. But, um, you know, obviously, first and foremost, one, there's just <laughs> some schools just can't pay. Um, we think about maybe... Uh, school like the University of Alabama or Texas or Notre Dame and how much money they might generate from their sports programs, but that's not every sports program. And according to um, an article from the National Women's Law Center, um, almost half of Division I athletic departments operate at a loss. So obviously, if you're operating at a loss, you, you know, you can't pay We can't pay your athletes. You can't pay the student athletes. So, um, but then there was also some really um, some big Title Nine implications uh, that would pop up um, that I thought were interesting to look at. Um, so obviously, the schools that can't even fund them their themselves, the football team can't fund themselves. Obviously, those schools aren't funding. Um, other sports, but in some cases, like Alabama is the Texas of the world, um, I'm sure those programs do help fund um, other sports. Uh, so women's sports or Olympic sports, if you think like men's wrestling or gymnastics, uh, sports that don't generate revenue, um, it, it pays for those. And so if you take that money away, to pay athletes, then, you know, what are you going to do to to generate revenue to pay for those sports? Um, and there was also, um, you know, as far as Title IX is concerned, you know, if you're going to pay the pay, if you're going to pay the men, then you're going to have to pay the women too, which is, of course, obviously fair, and that's what Title IX is for. But, uh, you know, in this instance... You know, we know that men's football generates revenue. Women's field hockey probably can't pay for itself. Uh, so certainly not generating revenue. Um, and, you know, there's nothing against the women that play on those teams. But 
but obviously the money to pay them has to come from somewhere and without them generating any revenue I don't see how that could be possible um, it's also interesting if the title nine if you were to replace scholarships um, with paying players uh, and you think about a like, football team now, a football team has 85 scholarships now in a world where I don't know maybe the men maybe they could get away without having to pay the women directly but if they were to take away 85 scholarships from the men would they be allowed to take away 85 scholarships from the women um, you know and just cut those cut funding for those teams in, in order to pay um, their players so that was just some interesting Title IX um, implications um, but I think there were some be some other ramifications too you know there's already a lot of haves and have nots in, in college sports and if you created a situation where um, some schools could afford to pay uh, there's there's student athletes and some couldn't. Obviously, that would really uh, you know change the competitive balance. Um, but then also, you know, another thing to look at too is uh, you know as far as we're talking about equality of uh, you know if you're going to pay the men, you got to pay the women. But like just athlete to athlete, uh, person to person, you know, is the star quarterback of your football team uh, going to? make the same amount of money as the sixth man on your basketball team or your bullpen catcher on your baseball team. Uh, you know, it's just hard to say, you know, where quality might start uh, for that and how you could really even evenly spend that money across, you know, think of a university like Stanford where they have 30 different athletics teams. Uh, you know, it's just a lot that would have to go into it that isn't necessarily always something that you can quantify. Um, but yeah, so I think it, it's safe to say that schools will probably um, never directly pay their athletes. It just doesn't seem like it's a feasible thing uh, to do. All right, I think that's enough for today, and I appreciate you listening, and... I hope you listen to the next episode.